Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson. All right. Happy Friday, everybody, or Monday or Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this. Have a good day. We got Jeremy Warden with us on the podcast today. Jeremy is an expert in Airbnb short-term rentals, something we love to talk about here. Um, he is the founder of BNB Calc, a, uh, a software that helps you, I believe it helps you look at the return on your Airbnbs. Um, so I'm super excited to jump into that. Jeremy, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Gabe, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, I told you right before we got on here, we like stories. We like to hear how people got to where they are. I know you got a good one because you're so young and you're already uh, crushing it. So why don't you take us to the beginning? How'd you get started in real estate? Yeah. So I uh, went to University of North Carolina. I actually uh, come from North like, uh, basketball. Right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Go, go heels. <laughs> and I was on the junior varsity basketball team. And UNC is like unique where they have a JV basketball program not a lot of other places do. So when yeah, I say it, people are I've like, what is that? that? Like, that's the first question <laughs> I get if I, if I lead with that. So <laughs> have to disclaim, it's not a common thing. So if you don't know what a JV basketball program is, uh, but essentially training the walk-ons for varsity, okay. uh, essentially it's like, you know, a two season long tryout and I didn't make it. I didn't make it to varsity. And uh, my sophomore year, I also didn't get, you know, I didn't make varsity and then I didn't get accepted to any internship that summer. Mm. Uh, Kick in the face. Yeah. So, and even like, for example, a company my dad has worked for my entire life did not get accepted to to that internship either. So, and I <laughs> no got nepotism there. They're like, hell no, we're, we're sticking, <laughs> sticking with the people that we want. That's funny. Yeah. Or he just wasn't, you know, I guess a political enough guy where they right. cared, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. Uh, that, that being said, I was like, all right, I gotta, seems like I gotta kind of like create my own path here. Uh, and I, I started actually doing a lot of uh, time I was studying computer science. So I started doing like some freelance web development, uh, building some side hustle apps for myself. And for a little bit, I actually started a company uh, doing that uh, effectively with some business partners. And, you know, I kind of started realizing that, you know, other working for other people's businesses, even with like partners, not kind of being the one who gets to you know, drive, like, you know, take the wheel is something that I'm not good at. Uh, so, you know, build a company with a few partners, ended up splitting, splitting ways, Company's still existing today, uh, you know, still doing pretty well, or has grown definitely, and joined another, like early stage startup uh, with, you know, another kind of like friend helped grow that. But again, same thing, kind of their, their company. Uh, for better or worse. And then in March of 2020, COVID hit and my salary was substantially cut, which, you know, kind of again, went with the theme of like working for others, like there's just, you know, you might not be able to make the decisions you want to. And one of those decisions might not be, you know, how much you get paid. And when COVID hit, my salary went down. And at that point, it was like really the kick in the butt for me of like, I got to start my own business. Like I really got to, I got to do something. I can't rely on other people. Like it hasn't been working that well for me. So I actually was watching the Ozarks on TV. Oh, great familiar. show. <laughs> great show. Great show. I actually never got to the end of it because like, you know, to me, I was like, oh, I'm going to start living the Ozarks <laughs> and started started a boat rental business. 
okay. at a local lake that like topo- topographically and geographically literally look the same as the Ozarks, like, That's you know, funny. same South United States lake and start a boat rental business. Uh, our early, <clears throat> early uh, clients were a lot of guests staying at different lake houses. Mm. So kind of naturally started talking to like lake house owners uh at the time i actually had i started co-hosting a property kind of in conjunction with the boats and then also would talk to renters who were buying houses who wanted help with renting out their houses so naturally kind of like through conversations with our boat renters was able to kind of scale an early like vacation rental management uh or co-hosting is like the now the the popular word now so started co-hosting these properties and just really had an eye opening of holy crap like these houses are making a lot of money like yeah the boats are doing really well too that was a great time for boat rentals like a historically amazing time but the houses were also like at a historically amazing time and i was just i was hooked so i literally was like this is going to be my thing like i think i figured it out this is going to be what you know gives me the opportunity to like work for myself and really grow my own business and did just that kept my head down about a year later, 2021, quit my job, went full time. I uh, was definitely extremely creative early on with like, you know, leveraging other people's properties through a variety of different Airbnb strategies and really just like saving as much money as I, I could to just invest everything I had in growing my portfolio and was able to quit my job, uh, you know, or go full time in it in May of 2021 and just have continued to to just keep growing and not look back. Uh, and then, you know, in the past, about the past year, kind of once I've kind of hit that, you know, really, I very solid monthly revenue, cash flow, all that, I was like, all right, is there other things I want to be doing? And, and started actually kind of building software again uh, for people to help them, you know, kind of do what I've been able to do and, and kind of understand how I think about things and how, how, how I run the numbers on deals. Nice, man. I love it. And uh, I love your story because it goes to show how quickly things can change in real estate. 2020, you were you know, doing your boat rentals and it only took to 2021 to the point where you could, it sounds like quit your job or quit whatever the, the, the side hustle that you had going. Um, so it doesn't take a long time. And that's the thing I feel like a lot of people don't understand is that you know, they see real estate investing. They're like, I'll never make it. It'll take too long. It's you know, way too long, but it doesn't. You can you can quit your job. You can quit your other source of income a lot quicker than you think. And goes to show with your story because you did it so fast. Um, so after the boat rentals, you got into short term rentals. It sounds like you were doing more rental arbitrage there um, you, versus actually buying the properties and renting them out. Is that the kind of the strategy that you were working on? Yeah. So early on, I would do arbitrage, which would you rent from a landlord and re-rent it. As mm-hmm. well as co-hosting. Ironically, at that time, I didn't know that that was the popular term for either of those things: oh, co-hosting yeah. and arbitrage. I literally thought it was property management, where I gave owners two options. I was like, option A, <laughs> I'll just I'll just manage it. I'll take a percentage of gross revenue. Option B, do you you know do you want a fixed monthly payment? I can do that for you. So yeah. to me, it was property management where I gave them two options. Yeah. And uh, I mean, essentially, it's... that's that's what it is. And it's funny with with names in real estate, because uh, I had a guy on who recently who, uh, you know, he has 40 years of experience 
Um, and he, we were talking about the Burr strategy and he was like, Oh, Burr strategy. That's, that's just something we've been doing forever. We just didn't have a name for it. Name and, for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's, that's funny. So you were, um, you were just doing property management essentially and, and figuring out different strategies within that, that, you know, umbrella term. Yeah. And then the next year I got a TikTok and I started posting on TikTok and then I started watching TikToks and I was like, Oh, this is like, you know, real estate, social media is a big thing. And things are like, you know, have certain names for them and, and stuff like that. Whereas me, I was just like, Oh, dang, like these houses are making money. Like, <laughs> all right, let's figure this out. Like, you know, I just kind of like internalized and, and figured it out, yeah. uh, which was interesting in hindsight. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the best way to get into real estate is to, you know, well, not the best way, but it's a great way is to, you know, really get feedback by getting a successful strategy. Who cares if you know exactly the the terminology and the the strategy behind it? But if you can see something work, and and really go with it, that's um, you know that gives you the motivation to keep moving on. So, uh, so once you got you you know you bought the you're doing the rental arbitrage the um, the property management model. Um, once you exited that, did you start to buy properties yourself? Um, and if so, how did you do the underwriting? How did it change your business model um, overall? Yeah, so I had to be creative with uh, how I bought property. So it's it's always been my goal to own real estate mm. over the long run. Uh, to me, you know, property management as well as arbitrage, they're a means of creating cash. Yeah, uh, and scale. Like you know, you want to. It's it's advantageous, you know, to have like more properties because then if you hire folk, you know, they can economies of scale. But really, from a fundamental level or economic level, it's just cash. That's the only thing you get co-hosting. That's the only thing you get with arbitrage. Uh, with obviously with owning real estate, there is tremendous advantages. You know, tax advantages, appreciation. Like the assets tend to go up in value over time. You capture that. All these different things. So that's always been my goal. And when I started with co-hosting and arbitrage, like a, they were great because they created cash for me. Same as the boats. They just they they created cash. Um, but what I didn't have at that time, in addition to like a lot, a lot of cash was also access to financing. Mm. I was 23 years old. I had only had a credit card for maybe a year. Like I got a credit card right as I pretty much graduated college. I give my dad crap for that. I'm like, can you just give me a credit card at like H2? Like, it seems like everyone else, you know, who parents just give them, got a credit card like early. I don't know what. Why I, I, you know, it's not that hard to do. Just get me. <laughs> Come <whatever>. on, dad. <laughs> yeah. But I, I joke about that. But uh, yeah, got the side so bank. I tried to go to a bank and like, hey, can I, you know, apply for a loan for a house? And and they said, well, not, you know, in conventional financing, but you could do potentially commercial financing DSCR. Tried that route too. And nope, you can't do it because you haven't literally like length of credit history is one mm. of the requirements. Yeah. And you you haven't had a long enough length of credit history. So you can't even do that. So I was like, all right, well, if I'm not gonna be able to underwrite these deals, who can I who can I who can I like bring in to underwrite these deals or or to be on the, you know, to be on the loan with me? Mm -hmm. And that's just what I did. I just I, I brought in like-minded folk, friends, and we just started buying houses as groups. So I, I leveraged other people's, you know, also, you know, other people's cash, but also other people's financing. And started buying. So Credit in the last, is, yeah, exactly. And I've never actually bought a house for myself every time. So I bought eight properties to this point. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them has been a partnership, and I'm actually under contract right now 
to buy a house that will only be me. And this will be the okay. first time that I've ever actually bought a house that's only myself, which I'm, I'm really excited about. Very cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Having, you know, there's so many different ways to do real estate, JV partnerships, syndications, buying them yourself. Um, they all have their pluses and minuses, but it is nice to have, you know, a property that only has you on the name because then you can do whatever you want with it. You don't exactly. have to consult anybody. Well, that's um, like, like right now I'm, I'm dealing or, um, you know, I wanted to do cost segregation studies on our properties last year, which, you know, for those of you listening who might not know what it is, there's a huge advantage in short-term rentals specifically where you can claim, you know, because it's essentially the average rental period, it might be under seven days. And because it's actually like an active business, uh, like, you know, you work on it on a day-to-day basis, you can write it off against your active income. So that's like a unique, it's called the short-term loophole. And I, I was learning about that now that I, you know, now that I had social media and I, I was actually learning about these things and I wanted to do that. But like my business partners just explaining it to them, they were like, what? I don't get it. And I'm like, guys, let's do it. Don't Come worry on. about and, it. It's good. That's yeah, all you need Like, to know. trust me. And then they were just like, <laughs> we have to like schedule calls to talk about. It. I'm like, oh, all right. You know what? I'm buying a house in 2023 and I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to cost sag it. I'll show you guys the results of that. And then bang, we can go ahead and, you know, we wish we did it earlier, but we'll still get, you know, some of the advantages a couple of years after buying. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, um, being able to do something and then show people after you've done it is, it's just so much easier to convince them. But the problem is you want to, you want to be able to convince them that, you know, the very first time. So like I, I haven't done there. it before guys. I don't, I don't exactly know what it looks like. I got to yeah. just trust me. Like I'm sure <laughs> right. this will work. And, and that was a good thing also about like having, starting with co-hosting and arbitrage was I had, you know, I had listings on my Airbnb account so I could show them, you know, oh yeah, I might not own property, but like, hey, check this one out. Check out this booking I just got. And mm-hmm. other people, my friends would be like, oh dang, like that's, you just got, you know, $4,000 sent to your phone. Like, yeah. all right, let's, we're down. Where do we sign to buy the house? Let's do it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Being able to show track record is it. I mean, there's nothing to it. And the really frustrating thing that I experienced was, when you first get started and you don't have that track record, just getting the traction is so hard. Um, and I wish I've thought about that, you know, in as I've gotten more experience, I've thought about how can I help people get that traction? Because once you do get the traction, it snowballs and you go, you go like light speed, but it's really those first couple of couple of deals that are really difficult. Um, I just took a peek at the clock. We're crushing our time, but I want to ask you, one more question. Um, you mentioned TikTok and social media in real estate. It's big. Uh, and so it sounds like you have some experience there. What? Um, how do you see it fitting in your overall business strategy? And which medium do you feel is best suited for real estate? And how does it benefit your company? Yeah. So I, I, just, I honestly started posting uh, on TikTok. I mean, I've had social media personally, but not, not, I was never like a real estate personality, nor was I even digesting real estate content until 2020, 2021. I was just kind of messing around and posting about the boats because I was just, you know, I was out there in bumble crap and I don't know, just kind of like I was actually pretty hands on at that time at the beginning of COVID and posted about the boats and and people definitely like had a couple viral posts early on that just reached a lot of people. And I was like, dang, like, that's kind of crazy that I just posted something that got in front of a few million people. And really, I just shared an idea uh, that I had. But that's really what it is. Like, I think like for me, like looking at TikTok is like ideas, you know, cost segregation study, like things like that. People just talk about ideas that I might not know about. And 
I mean, I like Instagram from like a keeping up with people on a day to day basis standpoint, you know, seeing Instagram stories. And I have a probably my biggest presence personally on Instagram. But TikTok, if I'm actually just like trying to, all right, whatever, I'm brain dead right now. Like, let's just try to watch something and find some ideas on something. That's TikTok. TikTok like figures out what's interesting to you. Their algorithm is just better than anyone else's algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok does have a lot of, uh, um, I don't use it as much nowadays but i when during COVID, i used it a bunch and uh um side note my girlfriend she was um you know she wanted to find a different job to do and so i had seen a bunch of those tiktok things and we actually yeah. tried one of their ideas we bought a dance floor and we went out and we rented it uh, it oh, ended wow. up being <laughs> being more more work than um either of us wanted to do but it was uh they do have a lot of good ideas on tiktok what really blows my mind this is another side note is the guys that do the mowing and they each each of those little videos have like 10 million views it's obscene just because they're you know doing a time lapse video of them mowing yards it's yeah uh, and i think that's like people being brainless like that's just like you kind of find that people just like watching like like I see some of like the like molding crafting videos, things are going in circles and you yeah. know, you like chip a little bit and it does some <laughs> crazy stuff. And it's just like people like turn off their brain. And you know, for me, like if I'm gonna turn off my brain, seeing ideas or, you know, different things that I think are valuable to myself or I'll I'll like that. I'll like them. Yep, <laughs> I'll right. tell the algorithm, good work. <laughs> Right on, man. Well, that uh, that wraps up our first section. It's time to jump into the quick question round. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Starts with books or any form of education. Give me two recommendations, one for real estate, one for general life wisdom. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So I, I feel like on every podcast I'm on, they always ask the book question. And uh, I've actually never read a real estate book. I read like Fair 10 enough. pages of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I was like, all right, I get the concept. You know, Buy things that make you money. Don't buy things that take money from your pocket. Uh, so I'm sorry if that's not a good answer. I just literally never went. No, no, no. And I, yeah, it doesn't have to book. be books. It can be a YouTube oh, okay. channel. It can be a, a TikTok, whatever, just anything yeah, any yeah. form of education. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So early on in COVID and I actually, uh, I watched Rob built on YouTube a lot. He, he just kind of, he's a unique stays short-term rentals. And I actually met him a few months ago and I told him, I'm like, Hey, you're the reason I have an Airstream camper parked in my parents' driveway in North Carolina because I, you know, saw one of his videos about how much an Airstream camper was making. And he was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to try this out myself. So that was a really creative channels. I mean, there's a ton of YouTube channels out there that are related to real estate, short-term rentals and a lot of free information that anybody can get online. Uh, and you can look at, I mean, look at Jeremy Worden. I also have a YouTube channel, uh, very, very new there. So maybe you can get something from me. Cool. Love it. All right. Next question. This is for your younger self. Um, and it's not that much younger than where you are today, but go back to the Jeremy who had no experience in real estate. Sounds like that was 2020. So only a couple of years ago. Go back to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. Yeah, I would say, I mean, it's like funny because people are like, oh, you're like such a big risk taker. Uh, but honestly, at that time, I felt like I was actually very, very conservative with things. Like I actually didn't feel like I mean, I, I personally took on no loans. <laughs> it was all other people. Uh, that's kind of a joke, but also also <laughs> the truth. Uh, but really, like I didn't really actually put anything on my credit card. Like I had like one boat payment, but the rest were all cash. And then I paid it off like as quickly as I possibly could. So I would honestly tell myself like I had such conviction. I underwrote every deal. I, I knew the numbers pretty much to a T. But I was still, 
you know, I, I would have, to be frank, like I was 23, I, I would have probably done a lot more OPM and just gone balls to the wall. Like literally just tried to even go harder than I already went. Probably would have went into a lot more credit card debt. And it's probably not, I'm not going to say it's the best advice ever. I'm just saying if I was telling myself, knowing that I have executed well, so like, and I've, I've grinded and I've gone through the process and I've enjoyed the process every day. Cause that's also another thing is like, enjoy the process. If you're not going to enjoy the process, don't do it. Like this real estate ain't a get, get rich quick scheme. It is a process and it's a fun process, but if you're not having fun with it, probably not the right thing for you. So I love this. I've, you know, definitely dotted my I's and my T's and made sure I did everything right. So it would have just been, you know, don't be afraid of taking more risk. Yep. I love it. That's what I would tell myself. I'm not telling you. I'm telling myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always uh it's it's hard to give that advice to tell people to take risk um because, you know, risk is risk. There's it's, it's it, that it's in the name. There's risk in risk. Yeah. And um, in hindsight, I was already living at home on like cuz I I had to I got my salary got cut and I had to leave New York City, which is where I was living. So I was already at home pretty much like on my parents, you know, couch or I had a bed. I'm, I won't say the couch. I did sleep on the couch, but that was out of preference. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I was already at like I didn't have anything to lose, and and I definitely acted like that. But in hindsight, I was like, dude, you had nothing to lose. You should have maybe gone a little bit more gangbuster. Yeah, yeah. We always make the most uh, progress when our backs against the wall. That was definitely the, the case for me as well. Um, I'm going to move us on to the next question. This is about your business. The first three positions you hire form the foundation of your business. So, what were the three positions, and would you do it differently if you did it again today? Yeah. So virtual, well, local crew. So one of uh, uh, I have a full time husband and wife crew at where I had my first Airbnb operation, which is also where I have my boat rental business. So have scale there. So need like more of a full time crew relative to some of our properties and other places where we just have cleaners and handyman. So that was the first hire was full time husband wife crew at that lake, and then the next two were both virtual assistants. Yep. And yeah, my next one will, my next five will probably be virtual assistants, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, outside of property managers that are on site at like my mobile home RV parks, um, I mean, virtual assistants, they, they are key. Uh, so I, I love to hear that. Moving us on, this is about the, this next question is about metros. It's about uh, the places you like to invest. So if you could choose one metro in the US that you're most excited about investing in today, which metro would that be? Yeah. Uh, so Metro is like a specific city. Uh, yeah. City area, um, greater Metro if you want. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the state of North Carolina. It's where I'm from. It has a ton of sub markets within it. So, you know, it, to me, like I've, I've invested in a, almost all of them at this point <laughs> or a lot of them. Uh, and then I'm also, I'm looking I live in New York City now, and I want to do another uh, short-term rental actually out here, uh, okay. like in the Northeast. So I'm looking kind of at the Poconos uh, currently for that. Cool. Yep. Your backyard is the best place because that's what the area you know the most about. So makes sense to me. Uh, moving us on, this is about finding deals. Every transaction starts with finding the deal in the first place. So what's your favorite way to find good deals? Yeah. So I mean, my process is... Uh, literally built a software to help me underwrite deals at scale. There's a lot of potential properties out there. And what I do is, uh, obviously, I have specific places I'm looking, but I look at Zillow and then I plug in. You can just copy the share link from Zillow and plug it into BNB Calc, the software I built, and it just populates all the relevant information, tax information, bedrooms, bathrooms, 
how many people can, it can sleep, what the purchase price is, uh, anything that can be pulled online, we aggregate. And then it just quickly, quickly gives you a PNL. Doesn't give you 100% accurate PNL. Like I'm not going to say it gives anyone 100% accurate, but it's as close as you could probably get quickly doing it. And then I have to just go in and manually tweak things. Uh, I use AirDNA to like to like find what I actually think the exact revenue is going to be or, or closer approximation. But that's it. I just run a lot of deals through my software, and you know I find ones where I'm like, holy crap! If this property performs as I think it should. This will be a home run. Perfect, man. I love it. And that's a good segue to the last question. And this is for the listeners. Um, you've given a lot, us a lot of good advice. I'm sure people want to reach out who are interested in short-term rentals. So where is the best place that people can reach out to you um, and get in contact with you? Yeah, Instagram is the best. If you want to send me a DM at Jeremy Worden, follow me on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, uh, pretty much all the socials. But if you message me, you have to message me on Instagram. I don't, I don't really check the other ones in terms yep. of the inbox. And that is uh, Jeremy Warden, Warden, J-E-R-E-M-Y-W-E-R-D-E-N. So if you want to get them on Instagram, just at Jeremy Warden. Um, we will also put those links in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out to Jeremy, just click a little more in the description. It'll pull down that full description and in there you can find his links. Beautiful. All right, man. Yeah, that wraps it up. Thank you very much for offering on the show. Awesome, Gabe. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, at the real estate investing club.com. And if you guys want to support the show, all we ask is you give us a like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.